The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is proudly presented by WinBet. So, of course, we're excited to announce when listeners go and bet $100 at WinBet, they get a $100 free bet. And with the NFL season rolling, we know that's a smoking hot deal, especially when you just gotta head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet and claim that awesome bonus $100 bet. That was sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by our very own SGPN Fantasy Group, where our SGPN Draft Kit has it all and already helped so many fantasy football managers this season dominate their drafts. And you will too, when you check out our Fantasy Football Pro Analyst SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash DraftKit. And there's even more great news. This year's free roll football contest is also back and even better than ever, with as much as $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Signing up is exclusive, so catch SGPN's free roll football contest over at the SGPN Discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. And of course, always let it ride with SGPN. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. I am your host, Johnny the Greek. Good to have everyone back this week. I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster, Gary. Gary, how's it going, man? How flattering, man. Look, look, I appreciate that kind of intro, and I, I'm just excited to be here. Yes, sir. We're getting close, man. Uh, you know, a week and a day as of today, so things are looking up and uh mm-hmm. this week we're going to cover the nfc side of the idp booms and busts uh but before we do so i want to make sure you guys all know about the college football experience we are brought to you by the college football experience get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash cfb that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash cfb and check those out let's get started with the news biggest piece of news this week uh darius shaquille leonard returned to practice this kind of blew my mind a little bit i did not expect this and i'm still reading stuff saying that he's definitely going to miss a couple weeks maybe as many as six so why force him back to practice is this roster management shenanigans what is this probably pushing it i wouldn't think that it would be that of a situation where you would have to have him for that first couple of weeks so um I don't especially know. week one they got houston right. for god's sakes like it's uh, it's you know <laughs> it's not it's not the 85 bears coming to town right <laughs> i don't know i i don't get it if i if i have him on my roster i'm gonna be a little bit nervous about it but yeah, what are you going to do? He, he He's a stud and you definitely do not set a, any studs for the first three weeks of the season. I don't care if they bomb the first week, second week, they're right back in there. If they're known guys like Leonard Smith, all these other fellows that we know it are at the top of the list here, the tiers they're, they're getting they're they're definitely getting their three strikes before they ever strike <laughs> out. And in recent history, the only one that I've had really bite me in the ass, John, is John Johnson. Yeah, I true. put him in that first three weeks. It was blind faith, and it's the only one that just did not work out. Yeah, I hear you, man. Well, and and a lot of newer IDP players will. I'll get pushed back on defensive line guys all the time. How come Josh Allen hasn't gone nuts yet, and it's been three weeks? Well, because that's the nature of defensive line production. That's how mm-hmm. it is. If they're not Miles Garrett or Nick Bosa, you're not getting something every week. So start getting used to it early and often. Right, right. Uh, all right, next piece of news. This is more for the corner streaming folks out there, which there probably aren't any, but that's okay. Byron Jones lands on the PUP. I, I think this may impact Xavier and Howard in that secondary, though, uh, over in Miami. So what's your take on this? Does this move anything for you? No. It's yep. pro- cornerback related, so no. Okay, how about this? Flowers, who used to be uh, kind of an IDP no. hyped up thing. No no interest in Miami, huh? Not right now. 
<laughs> well, we talked about this last week. Miami is one of those teams that rotates a lot to begin with, so his snaps are not going to be great. So we could probably just put that on the back burner. All right, and the Washington Commanders released and then re-signed John Bostic. So, you know, my thought is this guy was going to be depth anyway with uh, Jim Davis and uh, Cole Holcomb there. But uh, what's your take? Uh, what do you think about this whole linebacker situation? Well, I think it puts a big twist on uh, second-year man Davis. I, I, you know, maybe they still trust him. They're going to let him, you know, take the reins at the beginning of the season and see if he can play that mic position. But the odds are they aren't too confident, and they weren't confident in David Mayo, but they knew John Bostic was out there, which is familiar, and he's been their patch-up job and their – productive by default type play for IDP managers over this point in time. So uh, we'll, we'll be talking about Davis though here in a little bit. Yeah. He'll probably be one of the guys we touch on, but yeah, traditionally it's a uh, Holcomb and Bostic. And then Jamin had that high draft capital. So everyone thought he was going to be the guy last year and he was mm-hmm. not, he, he barely played. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how that shakes out. And last but not least, a CJ Chauncey Gardner Johnson traded to the Eagles they, I believe Anthony Harris was released and then re-signed on the practice squad I saw today as well. So there's a, there's a pretty big shakeup in the Eagles' uh, safety situation. We'll have to look at that when we get to the uh, Eagles here below. Well, there's our Preston Brown fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had talked in the past about, or I've mentioned that in the past, but there it is because, I mean, that that's a, that's a him and Logan Ryan actually, because Logan Ryan was just recently, if they're willing to dangle him out there in free agency for a minute. Yeah, you're right. I saw that too. Logan Ryan um, was was cut and then brought back. Uh, That's not great. (laughs) And we'll be talking about that, but we're going to roll through this. About the Gardner uh, signing, this should be a big opportunity if you happen to have him in deeper leagues. And I'm putting him on watch because when you look, other than Marcus Epps, I'm not too confident in that secondary whatsoever. So this guy's been a proven stud down in New Orleans and his role and great move by the Eagles. And it's a really great move to go and try to get Johnson, put him in a stash. If you're in that position, don't go dropping anybody. But I mean, he's definitely, you know, going to be a little higher on my radar over this next day or so. Yeah, I'm with you, man, because he played that like third safety role in New Orleans for a while, and he never had great playing time, but he always produced. So if, if he gets the playing time in Philly, he could be pretty good. Yeah, he could fit in real nice. Somebody's got to produce in that secondary. And over recent last couple seasons, there hasn't been anybody really coming in out of there as an IDP play that you could consistently use. Um, I'm excited about Epps. We'll be talking about him in a little bit. We'll give him an update. I, I like this for the Eagles too. Yeah, yeah, they keep me making moves in that uh, cornerback core and safety core. Not great for me as a Cowboys fan, but that's okay. Right. Uh, and we'll wrap up the news here with our win bet rookie watch. Giants fourth rounder out of Iowa, Dane Belton, is working his way back from a collarbone injury suffered at the start of training camp. Gary, what's your take on that? I really, you know, this made it into the win bet rookie watch for me because there was a little bit of motion or a little bit of momentum for Dan Belton before he suffered an injury at the start of training camp. He was uh, really starting to make some waves. So just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Love has traditionally been like a depth guy, uh, only plays when, you know, injury to like Jabril Peppers in years past and things like that. So uh, yeah, his, his, he is the other starting safety at the moment, but it's anything but set in stone. So this is a notable rookie watch right here for sure. Alrighty, so let's get into tonight's segment. We are going to do the NFC side of the booms and busts. Let's get right into it with the NFC North. We'll start with the Bears. couple guys you got on the list here. Well, we got one. We'll see what else comes up. Robert Quinn, who's coming off an 18 and a half sack season last year, which is obviously a career high for him. And we were all shoveling dirt on this guy a couple of years back. And boy, did he come crawling out of that grave. What's your what do you think? Uh, how do you think this year is going to go for him? Man, that's real risky to think that he could repeat what he did last year. He graded out well. What are you going to do? You're looking at it. He's going right back into the same situation. I think he's going to be solid enough that if you had him or if you got him, it'll probably be worth it. Mm -hmm. I just don't expect that big boom 
than yeah. he had last year, right? Right, almost twenty sacks for for a guy that's been in right. the league like ten plus years or whatever. Like that's right. wild. <laughs> yep, exactly. If you know, I I like I like Travis Gibson. Everybody knows that. I expect a a, a little boom out of him. But you know, when I looked at this whole entire thing, we've talked about Morrow. Or is it Noro or Morrow, Nicholas? Yep. We've covered everybody in the past. So uh, I suppose we can move on if you want, unless you got somebody on mine. No, we've done the Bears guys pretty much from top to bottom. Let's head on mm-hmm. over to the Lions. Uh, Charles Harris. And this is actually a guy I've been grabbing in a few places because people kind of forgot he had a really nice season last year, um, not only in the sacks, but also in the in the tackle department, too. He was pretty solid across the board. And I think he actually graded out pretty well, too. So that that helps to back that up. Charles Harris has been in the league for a while. He was a former high-round draft pick that was really expected to do something. He just bounced around because he didn't. I like it. I would be dotting him. I it's, I kind of compare that to like putting on a, a Hakeem Nicks uh, mm. down there with the Bucks. I've dotted here and there with him, too. I, I like his chances down there even a little bit better about player we're going to talk about in a little bit yeah no i'm with you man and uh yeah these first three guys just for the uninitiated are all pass rush uh defensive line um depending what site you're in they could be outside linebackers so the next guy we're going to talk about another defensive lineman rashawn gary uh first then preston smith both pass rush guys rashawn gary the michigan product really came out of his shell last year and was excellent and i feel like the sky's the limit this year uh, what's your take on him? My mouth hit the floor when I went and looked at their PFF grades. Both of them, one was elite. The other one was like near elite. I mean, that's actually pretty impressive. And it's actually kind of shocking about Preston Brown on across from Gary. Excuse me if I didn't mention his name when I started talking about them. So it, it's kind of weird. I think it's a kind of a mixed package for me to say that either one of them are going to, you know, super boom up to that top 10 of edge rushers. I got to say, if I got to pick a pony on a boom or a bus between the two, I think I'll go with Gary. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, Rashawn Gary, huge year. Absolutely. But you got a good point. So the the other guy, Preston Smith, these are the guys that kind of when Zadarius Smith went down, um last year early like didn't even play really last season uh these guys took over as the main pass rush for the packers and preston smith actually stepped up he had a pretty good season statistically and with idp production so yeah i'm with you man and he's he costs nothing he preston smith costs nothing seriously people Mm -hmm. like forgot he's alive all right moving on over to the vikings you got jordan hicks here inside linebacker and daniel hunter uh who traditionally i mean this is a defensive end pass rush guy traditionally was like one of the top five defensive ends in idp but he's just been just like annihilated with injuries the past few years so you just can't trust the guy at all let's let's start with hicks uh what's your take on him for uh this year i've been on the hicks bandwagon for a while i'm expecting a nice little boom out of him um i think with the change in scheme he's definitely in the uh tier two range to start with Hunter is a lot more interesting situation because, like you said, a lot of managers got a lot riding on putting Mm. stock into Hunter, especially over the last two years. If you've had him for a long time, you were paid off a long time ago. (laughs) It really doesn't matter, but you might have already moved on from that by now. But, I mean, he's going to be playing more of an outside linebacker, uh, edge rusher type. I think he's capable of it. I want to say boom. I, I just, it's just knowing, I think it's one last hurrah and I, I think he can boom if as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah. I'm with you, man. If he can stay healthy, the sky's the limit. And that's the problem is like, we just can't trust him to stay healthy. Right. Uh, he's, with, he's still not very old. I'm pretty sure right. he's only 20, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's got Zedarius on the other side too. So, I mean, right. You know, and it could be a special pass rush there. And believe it or not, that old veteran over there, he's got boom written all over his butt, too. He's Mm -hmm. not lost a step for his age. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm boom on both these guys, assuming Hunter can stay healthy. So just to recap, we've got Bears, Robert Quinn, maybe not boom or bust, but just hope you get what you got last year. Charles Harris, mini boom, Rashawn Gary, big boom, Preston Smith. What, what are we calling that? Mini boom? I think it's possible. Yep, I'm with you. Mini boom, Jordan Hicks, boom, Daniil Hunter, boom, depending on health. All right, so that is the NFC North. We are going to take a break, and we'll get back and get into the NFC South. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBet to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Do you want to know why I switched to oddstracker.com, the number one site for all your game day bets? I switched because I can now compare all the major sports books odds on all my favorite teams and players in one spot. And they got it all. Handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, and bet tracking with all the statistics you'll ever want. So do what I did and stop chasing the odds for all the major sports books. And get it all at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. I bet you'll love it too. That's Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, let's get back into it. We got the NFC South booms and busts. Let's start with the Bucks. Ooh, you got an interesting one here. Joe Tyron Choyenka, the second-year guy, I believe. Uh, he had a little hype coming out last year in his rookie draft, but I, I didn't see much. Uh, what's what's your take here? He was actually an early off-season darling by quite a few people. I did write him up. I do expect that he'll have a mini-boom, but I am definitely far convinced from – some boom that we want to uh, make a huge investment into right now. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, I like Hicks, Akeem Hicks, actually, more mm. next to him, even though he's the old veteran coming from Chicago. I like him assuming that sh- shoe roll. I hear you. Well, well, part of this is JPP. I don't even think he came back, right? Like He's, no, not, re- he's, he's not retired, but he didn't re-sign with them. He, I don't think he's re-signed with anybody. <laughs> Right. So there's, there's, you know, it's like vacated targets, except vacated defensive pass rush snaps. So who's right. going to take them? And, and it, a lot of people are betting on Joe Toyron Shayinka. Jesus, what a name. Um, it but doesn't I, mean that he's going to be able to replace the production that JPP could. Right. Right. Know, I would, so. I, I'm with you. I'd rather get Hicks for way less cost. And, and I've, and we've seen Hicks do this before. I'm with you there, and uh, we've talked Logan Ryan, we've talked Devin White, we've talked Levante David. Anyone else you want to touch on on the Bucks? Uh, other than Logan Ryan, he was released. I'd be really nervous and shaky about his uh, status if you were expecting a lot out of him. I just wanted to confirm that, and how that's kind of confirmed is when a player like that is dangled out on the waiver wire for a second, before they resign him, it's kind of saying, okay, we have plan B back up and we could afford not to have you resign if you happen to go somewhere else. You know, we hope to get you back, which is usually a, a case and they usually have some kind of verbal handshake. But I think that really confirms, and I think you have to agree, John, that mm-hmm. he's coming back to a third safety role. I, I I did see he's expected to play in the slot too, but you're probably never going to get that high-end production out of him again. Yeah, I hear you. And, I mean, the, their safety one is set with Winfield Jr. I, I'm not sure. I think the other guys like Mike Edwards or something that, that came in last year mm-hmm. uh, during injuries and whatnot, and he was fine. He was he was pretty good. So I don't know where Ryan really fits into this. Their corners have been set for a while. 
So I right. I don't know. I actually confirmed this talking to a fellow on Twitter that he's like was a beat writer down there for 19 years now with the athletic. Uh, apologize, I can't remember this gentleman's name at the moment, but uh, yeah, he pretty well confirmed by saying that you know what I my question was when he resigns, will he be the third safety? And he said yes. That oh. was it. That's what he said. Right, buy buyer beware is basically what we're saying here, because because the Bucks tra traditionally, I I have not seen a lot of three safety out of them. So I gotta make it completely official once again. That's a bust. All right, that's a that's a bust for Logan Ryan and a bust for Joe Tyron Shoyinka and a mini boom for Akeem Hicks. Yep. Yes, sir. And uh, in, in order there, that was safety, pass rush, pass rush, defensive line, defensive line. Let's move on over to the Falcons. We're going to talk about a linebacker, Michael Walker, who is um, one of the guys that's kind of in competition for the starting two inside linebacker slots that were extremely productive last year. Last year, those two inside linebacker slots produced Foyer Aluakon, the overall LB1, and Deion Jones, who was a top 20 guy easily and, you know, 280 something tackles between them. So, yeah, whoever wins these jobs is going to be boom, boom, boom. What's your take? Yeah, it's uh, production in a vacuum. And Deion Jones is back. Rashawn Evans has been signed. He's playing the run stopper. At Walker might be on the outside. Unfortunately, you know, there was a lot of love coming into the offseason. And then Evans was signed and Deion Jones situation didn't end as, as predicted because of his high contract. A lot of people thought that he would be traded cut. So it's just been a big pile of shit for everybody to watch. <laughs> so basically the only one that I think you can trust is Evans at this point. He was familiar with the scheme, I guess, of the new defensive coordinator. We are talking about a scheme change. Uh, you're going to have a, a Mike inside linebacker and a weak inside linebacker standing more inside in the box in most formations. Um, I just don't trust the situation. You got Dion coming off of a off of a injury, so, uh, shoulder injury or shoulder surgery, possibly. I can't remember. Don't quote me, folks. But either way, he's uh, back in the mix, and you got to expect that he's going to play next to Evans. So. Right now, Walker looks like a bust as long as the situation continues to go this way. Uh, I That's based on the idea that back in January, February, March, or whatever it was before the free agency and Evans signing, uh, Walker was actually just like a prime guy filling in for Olukun, like you was mentioning. Yep. So he was getting ready to really bust open with some production. Right. So, so going back in time, what happened is what, exactly what you're saying. Alou Cohen left. He went to Jacksonville. That opened up one starting linebacker slot. Deion mm -hmm. Jones had a contract dispute and an injury offseason surgery. A bunch of crap happened. That's mm -hmm. two, right? Mm -hmm. So Michael Walker was slotted in as guaranteed one of them. And then they drafted that. I think it was Joe Anderson, something like that. Uh, rookie, rookie, and everyone thought that they were getting two free starting inside linebackers in extremely productive positions. And it turns out, no, they're not. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. If they say that Deion Jones is going to be in the lineup week one, again, we're going to refer to the rule of thumb. You don't set a stud. Yep. So if that matchup is there, if you don't have anybody that's more secure, that's better than him, then you got to have them in there. And when it comes to Evans, you know, I'm not going to spend tier one stock into trying to get a hold of him. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm the whole the situation is just kind of shaky this year. Yeah, it is. In mm -hmm. general, I've been steering clear. Although if I can get Deion Jones late, I am into that 100%. Not to mention Troy Anderson, the rookie sitting there with a lot of love, too. We'll see. Oh, Troy Anderson. Thank you. Yeah, I knew it was Anderson something. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, so, yep, just a note on that. So we've got Michael Walker, linebacker, bust. Uh, moving on over to the Saints, Marcus May. Ugh, God almighty. This I guy. know. Sa safety <laughs> Saints. What do you think? <laughs> you know, it's just that I avoided a talking about him this entire offseason for the most part, just little blurbs and articles or something. 
we've been done. I don't trust it down there. I like Pete Warner a lot. I don't yep. think it's worth it to find out if he can even stay healthy. He ended last year what he did play just poorly uh, graded. And I'll tell you, if people look back at his PFF grades, I think they might be shocked on how average he actually is. So um, I know somebody's got to be productive by default. I really like Justin Evans as a boom, believe it or not. I think it's actually Justin Evans, old Tampa Bay buck. He actually started out as their free safety. Uh, he was a first-round, second-round pick. He was actually produ- he was actually better on the field than he was productive in IDP because he pay- played that traditional deep free safety. Mm-hmm. But and then he ha- uh, went through some injuries and such. Well, he's back now. He's healthy, and uh, apparently he just created some fumble the other day in the preseason game. And Sorson grabbed that thing up and ran it back for a touchdown. I don't know. Wow. I think I've seen a little quote about it, but either way, he's made a real good impression. I'm more interested in the fact that they moved Gardner for the fact that Justin Evans is there. You got Matthew sitting there deep. Yep. I, th- I think in his. I think he's getting a little bit longer in the tooth. I can't say whether or not he's older than Justin, so I'm not really giving anybody an advantage. But I think Justin Evans is hungry, and I think that uh, they're going to find a way to get this guy on the field. Yeah, yeah, right. There's a lot of chefs in the kitchen there, and the chef I don't want cooking for me is Marcus May. That's that's for sure. I'd yeah. soon get a hold of Source and, and stash him deeper. Yeah, it's not a bad stab. We've seen him do it before. And he was reportedly on the roster bubble before the trade. Mm, interesting, interesting. So, yep. So, just <clears throat> excuse me, buyer beware on the Saints' safety situation. Um, a lot of moving parts there, and Marcus May definitely a bust, bust. Yeah, it's not worth finding out. Yes, sir. All right, let's talk a little Panthers. We got Damian Wilson and Matt Ioannidis. You want to talk about here? Traditionally. The Panthers IDP pieces to own just for the uninitiated Shaq Thompson inside linebacker, three down guy, Jeremy Chin starting safety. We've mentioned him here before in our early uh, high tier guys um, and Brian Burns, who we've talked about. And that's it. They don't they yeah. don't have much else. Yeah. Well, I, I like my Xavier uh, Xavier Woods. Oh, but, yeah, you know, that's that's, that's, that's a new I, new equi- acquisition. Yes, yeah. that's a good one. Yep. There was actually a blurb about him. He actually, I guess, this past preseason game with him and Chin on the field, uh, where everybody thought that Chin was going to be more up in the box in this particular preseason game and said it was Woods for most of the time. Mm. And, you know, it's a good assumption to say that these guys are very interchangeable, but I still think in the end it was just a probably a thing they did over the pre- for a preseason just for the fact to give Woods some snaps up there. So I'd I'd like to see that play out a little bit, but I think both of those positions are definitely booms. They let Justin Burris go that just was, uh, I don't know, a black hole of nothingness down there as a starter. You don't see that happen as often. We've seen it with some linebackers, but lately with Burris proved a guy could literally play four games in a row with 90% of the snaps and record no stat <laughs> whatsoever. Right. So anyhow, uh, moving on, uh, man, talking about Wilson, you know, the guy got himself in trouble and you dive into his past. Yeah. An AK 1647, I don't know, salt rifle type charge with a woman, back like in the early 2000s or something. And now he's facing some kind of assault charges on his ex-girlfriend that reportedly was just like horrific what he did. But anyways, I don't know. So possible suspension coming, right? Right. That's that's never good. And this has been looming forever. Since they signed him, this was looming. Here's how I'm looking at the whole situation. Just because of that, I don't know. I don't have an update and I really don't care. But I'm just avoiding this whole situation between him and Corey Littleton mm-hmm. and concentrating and going with bust with both of them and concentrating more on grabbing the chin in the woods and right. some Thomas. Um, I, I feel like she's killed. Thomas has been almost just wore out ragged. Uh, I'll, I'm a little bit concerned about his production, but um, you know, 
we'll we'll see how that goes and we also have to see how burns and and uh i uh guess our other guy we was going to talk about was matt ionitis did i say yeah. that did he I did. get that one? Hey, look he at did. that. That's because yeah. he's been around for so long. I like <laughs> this guy. I like this guy. It was so funny because, I mean, when he first was with Washington like six, seven years ago, he had a year that he looked like he was getting ready to, you know, bust out. He had the snaps, everything matched up. And then I, he turned around, and I think he started out that, that, that next season. He started out a couple of games and then got hurt. And it's just not ever panned out since then they've dotted the defensive line with other higher draft picks and mm. such so last year he finally it seemed like he got everything together stayed healthy and he actually you know he was on par graded for an interior defensive lineman and now he's down there with next to the second third year guy Derek brown uh, I love that for the Panthers I think that, you know that's getting a veteran for cheap if I remember right and uh he I I like him better than Brown. I like him having a boom year, considering that he's not gotten the opportunity or ever really made a huge impact other than a few dotted games in IDP. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here. So Ionitis is always gonna have a soft spot. Uh I'm always gonna have a soft spot for him for you're you're right. That year where Washington had to use him and use him often. <laughs> and he and he really was a great waiver wire guy for us. Um yep, down there with, with Brown on the on the line, I think he could do some things. And I'm with you. The other inside linebacker slot that's not Shaq Thompson has traditionally last like four or five years not been productive to start with. And, and then you got to choose between uh, Damian Wilson, who probably is going to get suspended, or uh, Corey Littleton, who's been, you know, a disappointment recently. Um, right. I'm good. I'm going to pass on both. Yeah. And shall we have a moment of silence for the Luke Keekley managers? <laughs> um, yeah. Times have changed. That's for yeah, sure. <laughs> we miss that guy. <laughs> Uh, all righty. So let's recap real quick. That is the NFC South. We got Damian Wilson, linebacker bust, Matt Ioannidis, mini boom slash medium boom. He is a interior pass rush defensive lineman. Uh, those are both Panthers. Saints, safety, Marcus May, garbage, pass. Falcons, Michael Walker, inside linebacker, pass. And Bucks, Joe Tyron, Troyinka, defensive line. We're both going to pass on that as well. All right, let's take a break and we'll get into the NFC East. For all you sports bettors out there, we're here to tell you about the best and newest way to increase your bankroll, and it's called Promoguide.us. Because at Promoguide.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. And we are talking $1,000 risk free deposits, insane odds boost, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, tons and tons of free picks. Promoguide.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's Promoguide.us. It's a smart bet to make. Run Your Pool is the home of competition bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter so much more. And Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun. They've got it all, from Pick'em, Survivor, to Fantasy Pool Contests. And they're a great one-stop shop for all your sports gaming. Plus they have customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. That's why we've teamed up with our YP to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. So get in there today and reserve your spot for the chance at $500 cash, plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store. Signing up today is easy at play.runyourpool.com slash sgpn. That was at play.runyourpool.com slash sgpn. Did you know Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players? You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for mine. They also just celebrated passing 4 million users. And even more great news, you could win big on Sleeper by playing their new over-under games. First, pick any sport and choose two or more players that you like. Then pick the over funder, and when you pick correctly, you could win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. And with the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into your fantasy experience. 
But the main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is I can enter my buddies' contests and enjoy the, the app's built-in group chat. Where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. And you know we always have fun when it comes to talking sports. So what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing and go download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and family and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Sleeper.com SGP, it's how you'll get that $100 match with your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. And see Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's get back into things. We got the NFC East. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the Washington Commanders. God knows it's going to take a long time for me to get used to saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with Jamin Davis. This is relevant because we just talked to the John Bostic news uh, a little while ago. What's going on here? Well, I mean, I'm going to cut straight through it. I, I definitely didn't have any confidence with, with Davis prior to that breaking news hour or whatever it was before we started doing this podcast that uh, they're re-signing Bostic and they dropped or let David Mayo go. Mm-hmm. But either either so I wasn't even on that bandwagon. I mean Hol- Holcomb is the only guy that you want to get a hold of over there in Washington. So he was going to Davis was going to be a bust for me now and he's definitely a bust going forward. Matter of fact, I had him stashed on a roster, hoping for her best in, in, a, in a league that I really needed some depth. I do believe it might be the INDP incentive with all of us, John. Mm-hmm. But, yep. uh, yeah, he, he's probably waiver bait here just real quick after this pod. I know, and that's wild because the, the rookie hype was insane for this guy. Him and Zavin were, you know, the second coming, and uh, we haven't seen anything yet. So, oh, um, yeah, who is supposed to be Re- Re- Rivera's second coming of – Davis Thomas Thomas Davis oh yeah 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 the the former Panther that was still in there when Luke Keekley came in as a rookie right right yeah. he was and, a kick-ass dude oh he was awesome yeah and it, and it just hasn't happened so yeah, yeah I'm with you Jamin Davis I mean maybe he gets a shot at some point but it's yeah I'm, I'm gonna pass on that for now as well call that a bus uh your next one here though Cowboys Dorrance Armstrong I, I mean, I like the opportunity, right? Because someone's got to rush the passer uh, now that Gregory um, left. So I think the opportunity will be there. Uh, what do you What do you think? How do you think he does? I think he's capable. And I think that opportunity is there, just like you're mentioning. And I think it really there's nowhere but up. Right. Right. So he graded out well enough. He looks good enough on film. I, I think he's I think he's solid enough to call him a boom to the point that you're talking about a DL2 type play. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, I mean, ideally, this guy is in those degenerate leagues where you got to start three or four defensive linemen and he's three or four, preferably right. four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm with you. Right. I, I think there's definitely a shot for him to be productive this year. And uh, this is one of those guys that a lot of people figure it out like week two or three and be like, uh, oh, you know, right. I haven't really uh, talked that much about him this year myself. Um, I know they got that Sam Williams. It was a uh, draft darling. I'm not quite sure how he's doing. The only one I'm really, really interested in is, you know, Lawrence and just hope that he can stay on the field for the entire season and mm. get the job done. Yeah. I might be interested in Armstrong if Lawrence went down and got hurt. Right. I might if they did a little switching or maybe even start eyeballing Sam Williams. But when it really comes to anybody else, I really like Anthony Barr uh, personally. I think he's going to boom and shock some people. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see at least we see his best IDP productive year this year of his mm. career. That's what I predict. How big this boom's going to be, I don't know. But he's going to beat his. Uh, I mean, he's been an IDP desert for quite the time, a long time. You know, he's it's always been aggravating to see the name and know the talents there, and know his position and his role with his former Vikings team. And here, you can't do anything with the guy. So I'm, I'm, I think I like him a lot. Um, I'm definitely, you know, I've been 
been fading Vander anyhow. So yeah, you know. J, J. Ron Curse, sure. I'm I'm into that a little bit. Safety mm -hmm. Cowboys, but Malik oh, Hooker, nope. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, defensive line. Yep, we're both into that a little bit. And uh, yeah, Bar could definitely get an opportunity. I'm interested in Donovan Wilson again. I just want to see what the guy, you know, he's kind of my Tracy Walker for <laughs> for the Cowboys. Yeah, well, Wilson, much like Walker, had those had had like a huge breakout game or two that got him on everyone's radar. But w Walker parlayed that into a starting gig, and uh, right. Donovan hasn't been able to, but he might be able to. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right, heading on over to the Eagles, we got Marcus Epps safety, and this comes off of what we were talking about earlier. The other safeties um, are kind of in flux with Anthony Harris getting cut and brought back. Uh, what's your take on Mr. Epps here? Oh, I'm trying to get the uh, Philadelphia's depth chart open because I'm expecting all the malls to fly off the screen because <laughs> these Eagles have needed to do something to inject something into the secondary for a long time. Um, and especially in that safety or type slot role. Yeah, uh, yeah well, it's safety. You're right. They, they haven't had a great safety since Malcolm right. Jenkins. And at, at corner, though, they, they got Bradbury and, um, oh, boy, who else? Darius Slay before that. See, we're talking corners. I apologize. I guess I do have <laughs> When I go secondary, I apologize, folks. No, I was just gonna say they made they've made moves at corner, but not at safety. They they have not had a great safety right. in a while, which is crazy because mm -hmm. traditionally Dawkins, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, like they they've had really excellent IDP and real life safeties traditionally. And realistically, the the current organization they really haven't swung for the fence on a uh, safety in any of the drafts recently. Their biggest swing was Kavon Wallace. Right, uh, I think a Syracuse product or something. Uh, the year, the first year they won the national championship, couple, but that's been two or three years ago. So three or four years ago, and he just got replaced in this trade by uh, with the Saints with with Gardner coming up. Mm -hmm. I like Epps a lot. I liked Epps. I've been advising on Epps when I looked at this roster and was trying to decide of an opening player for us to start talking about. I'm just not excited about anything here to be even throwing my hat in the ring to say that I want to call it a boom or a bust. I mean, we've talked up the linebacker situation so much. It was just nice to switch because we already know it's like a defensive line. that's just in the graveyard at the moment. You can't trust anything, at least in the upper tier two or tier one area with those guys at the moment. Fletcher Cox sitting there. Uh, he's kind of hit and miss anymore, too. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Anything shiny you want to talk about here? No, not really. This is not a sh shiny IDP defense. And and right. what's fun, funny is last year, Javon Hargrave started on that absolute tear, and everyone and their brother thought this thing was going to last all season. And after, like, game six or seven, he didn't do anything the entire right. rest of the year. And, uh, you know, I was one of the few people saying, that's coming. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. It, it's, it's, it's maybe we'll have something great to talk about with the Eagles come weeks three or four or five. Let's yeah. See. We'll see if, if, Dean, yeah, Whoever if Nicobe, if Nicobe Dean can get a three down hundred percent of snaps roll, I think he might be great, but right. that's it. Yeah. Right. All right. So moving on to the giants, the giants got some guys we like, uh, Let's talk about one that maybe we don't, though. This is a possible bus candidate, I'm thinking. Uh, pass rush, outside linebacker, defensive line, depending on the site. Aziz Ojolari. What are your thoughts here, sir? I'm not excited about this. I mean, you kind of you know nailed it as you introed it. Um, I'm not really excited about too much. We've mentioned Dan Belton in there. Of course, I'm in love with, with, with Xavier McKinney, but you can't mm. really call – you can't call him a boom, boom, because he already boomed last year, folks. So, right. I mean, he's just going to boom, boom bigger if yeah. that's too many booms. But either way, uh, when it comes to the rest of this, I'm just, you know, we're expecting Blake Martinez back. I just, you know, I guess I'm buying time, man. I really just didn't care for what I seen. And he didn't grade all that well, if I remember correctly. And I, this, this position if he's not actually like a standing outside linebacker, am I looking at this correctly on this depth chart? 
Oh, I don't. I, I because don't know. at one point, I thought he was an outside linebacker, edge yeah, rusher. Yeah, he, he was. Still he not was. excited about that. Yeah, here's my deal on him. If he's if, if the site you're playing on has him as a defensive end or a defensive mm-hmm. line, then he's got some value. But a, as a linebacker, you're talking a guy that's going to max out at exactly. like eight sacks, maybe it's yeah. sprinkled sprinkled through seventeen games. Like that's right. not great. No, not whatsoever. So, and then we have the uh, rookie across from him. So, uh, I, you know, I kind of give them the the NFL learning curve so i won't give him a boomer bust right now yep and we have definitely talked to all the other good giants options here leonard uh, gotta love leonard yep leonard salad yeah absolutely yep. Yep. right yeah if you want a defensive lineman on the giants go with uh leonard williams there yeah yep all righty so before we get into the nfc west i just want to talk about the sgpn free roll football contest that are here featuring a hot fifteen hundred dollar college football contest and an nfl contest worth five grand with a two-night stay at the win las vegas hotel casino up for grabs you can only do this by signing up exclusively at the sgpn discord that's over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash discord once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash discord. Go sign up for that. Who doesn't want 1500 bucks if you win college or five grand if you win NFL and two nights in Vegas at a hotel casino? That that sounds great. I'm in that, man. I'm in that. I'm excited. I can win too. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah. Well, you're, you're bringing me if you win. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap up with the NFC West here. Let's start with the Niners. Uh, so Niners, we've talked Fred Warner. We've talked Nick Bosa. We've talked the usual suspects. Let's talk about a new starting safety this year, Talanoa Hafunga, who is replacing either Jaquiski Tart or Jimmy Ward. One of those guys don't care which. They're both garbage. Uh, what do you think about Mr. Hafunga? Yeah, let's hit on Tart real quick. You know, that's we was talking about Epps a little bit ago. I meant to mention, you know, Tart just got cut. So he went straight from being a full-time starter to going to a team that really needed secondary help, even if it if it wasn't as a starter, but yet he got cut. So either way, I'm not excited over here with with the second year, I think it is, guy that's going to be replacing him. And it's not necessarily a knock on him, but uh, considering that we're talking about a defensive back and we're looking at those linebackers that are in front of him, um, I'm not buying that he's going to have a boom. Um, I can't quite call him a bust. I think he could probably do better than what Tart has done at that position over the last, you know, what it seems like decade. Yeah, it's been, been a, a 49er. it's been a long time. Right. And, right. That's the th- and that's the thing when you got Fred Warner in front of you. Um, mm-hmm. and then before that guys like DeForest Buckner on the line, like guys that just soak up and eat production, those safeties haven't had a lot of IDP production in the last half decade or so. Yeah. You got two other linebackers out there with Warner too, that actually are speedy guys. <laughs> Pretty good. Greener, yeah. Yeah. Greener and Al Shear, I believe. Yeah. So, a- yeah. Aziz, uh, Al Shayer mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Greenlaw. Right. 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 Yep. That, that defensive line stout. So, I just, I, I, I'm seeing, I hate to like pick on somebody, but this is, again, this is the first guy that I hadn't really talked about. So I thought would love to got your thoughts on, and that's what we're doing. Cause I was wondering how you thought he might do. What do you think? What kind of production he might have this year? Well, here's the thing. Everyone's got value. It's just where is the value, right? And, and his mm-hmm. value for me is like a safety for in a deeper league that, that's that's right. you know i've got right. him in a couple of places in dynasty and that's that's what i'm doing with them um right. you don't want him as one of your like top two or three guys right yeah i gotta be a perfectly honest since probably march maybe february uh was the last time i even peeked in on the guy and his whole situation and it it lasted a hot second because that's the first thing that i get stuck on and then I look back at what he did do when he had his opportunity last year. I don't remember him lighting it up when he did get a lot of playing time. 
Yeah, right. And that's a that's a 49er safety thing in general these days. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, we'll both probably pass there because uh, once again, remember, we're talking about shallower leagues, mm-hmm. uh, newer players, not the deep, dark, degenerate stuff. So we'll pass on safeties, uh, safeties. Wow. 49ers safety. Telenoa <laughs> Hafunga. Moving on to the Cardinals here. So we got Zach Allen, who's a defensive lineman. Uh, in depending on the site, I've seen him as a defensive tackle in on my fantasy league, but I think he's getting moved back to defensive end. I saw. Um, here's my deal on him: if you get him as a defensive tackle, that's value. As a mm-hmm. defensive end, he's just another guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you and I, I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, he didn't actually like light the world up on fire to the point on film last year. He's kind of an average guy. I. I do believe he was actually playing the J.J. Watt role, which J.J. is back. Right. Wasn't he J.J. Watt's replacement the entire year or for whenever he played? I I, do believe that was a scenario. So now he's going to be playing on the opposite side of J.J. Watt. I'm not convinced there's going to be a boom considering up to the level that we'll see something like a tier one DL. I, I don't think that's going to happen unless something possibly happens to Watt again, uh, which we all know. I mean, he's another older fella. I, yep. Bless his heart, man. I hope he kicks ass this year. That would be, you know, how wild would that to be? That, yeah. that, that would be something to see. But as far as, as far as him, I, I can't, I can't jump on board with going a boom. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think this is just a depth guy, uh, bi-week guy, injury replacement guy, nothing special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then Cardinals, we've uh, we've talked everything else to death. Uh, Buda Baker, uh, Jalen Thompson, the whole night. Oh, let's hit on that Nick Vigil. Hey, man, I, I put in some waiver wire claims because you brought him up. He he was nowhere. I, did, I totally had missed that whole Collins losing the dot. You caught that earlier than I did. Yeah, and, and, it, yeah. I went like got Nick Vigil on a couple of teams because, right. well, not necessarily as a Collins replacement. Matter of fact, I don't think so at all. I actually I had a lot of Simmons, and I said, I guess we have him wearing the green dot, where originally they thought that it might go back to Buda Baker, but they're going to give it to Simmons. So uh, Simmons is back on the hot seat, looking good at the moment, if that's the case. But when it comes to Nick Vigil, I really think that he has a good shot to boom because Collins is just apparently not capable. At this right. Moment. He, he, he hasn't been able to pick up um, the mental part uh, of it from, you know, from what we read, mm-hmm. what I read uh, like mm-hmm. a week or two ago. And, you know, that's his job. Eventually he's got the draft capital, but if it's not now, and if it's not this season, then you get Nick vigil is a, basically a three down starting linebacker that, no one has, and it, all it costs you is a click of the mouse. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, if he hits, I'm. If he hits, I'm singing Dixie. If he misses, I uh, just move on to the next one. That's it. On that's this situation, it. yeah. Oh. Yep. Beautiful. All right, so that looks good on the Cardinals. Uh, moving on over to the Seahawks, and we've obviously talked our Seahawks: Cody Barton, Jordan Brooks, uh, Jamal Made of Glass, Adams. Uh, let's talk about their horrendous, uh, pass rush now that rotates, uh, quite a bit, starting with Daryl Taylor, defensive lineman. Uh, we'll just go short and sweet. I mean, the guy to me has had the, on the verge opportunity for a couple of years now, and whether it's Pete Carroll or the defensive coordinator, the performance that he puts, uh, that Taylor puts up. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with bust, even if he gets a huge jump in playing time this year, which I don't see by their depth chart, how he can't play a lot. Well, it, the only thing that scares me is, I mean, I, full disclosure, I don't really pay attention to coach moves. I don't care. I'll adjust after week one. Right. But mm-hmm. it, it, if there's been some total defensive coordinator change and the change, I, I'm thinking more of the, I'm not sure. I don't think there was a change. Um, I, I just was saying that got that 
DC's tendencies. Yeah, well, I mean, I I saw a bunch of rotation last year, and that there weren't many right. guys that got a ton of snaps. That's the only thing that scares me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think they had a change. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same clear. page then. Right. Yep, yep, right. we're looking good. Yeah, okay, so that is the Seahawks, and yeah, we've talked all the other options here. Uh, Rams, though, there are a couple guys here we have not talked about, including Greg Gaines, who I'm all aboard. I am all aboard that train. So with Sebastian Joseph Day taking off, heading to the Chargers, that is a inside defensive lineman, you know, defensive tackle, whatever you want to call him, playing next to Donald with Leonard Floyd there and, you know, this ridiculous pass rush. And Mm -hmm. we've seen nothing but production out of that other that other pass rush slot inside, whatever you want to call it, right. um, what, whether it was Joseph Day or Gaines, whoever it was, and Gaines is going to get a ton more playing time this year. I'm, mm. I'm on it. Oh, yeah. Nothing but love here the same. I mean, you got to jump on board with that. So we'll just go ahead and call him a boom. We'll move boom. on. Yeah. What are you doing with Joe Fuller? So uh, neither of the, the, I mean, so last year, both of those safeties, like trying to figure out which one to get was like pulling teeth. It was so yeah. hard to figure out. So I just kind of skipped it in general, but I think. And which, it was so funny because I landed on rap in places where I right. really needed it. And he was secure enough in some deeper formats. Right. And that's the deal. It, it, either mm-hmm. of these starting safeties here in a deeper format is fine. Mm-hmm. And then you have Nick Scott uh, apparently making a little bit of waves in there. I've actually seen him projected to be the free safe, uh, starting free safety over Fuller, believe it or not. I I can't confirm anything like that. Sometimes you just get glimpses and wonder what you saw. So, uh, but either way, I'm, I'm into anybody again. It's going to be wrapped just because of the way that he, he took care of business last year. And, um, I might be interested in a little bit of this Nick Scott, but I'm not going to call him a boom or a bust. He is a rookie, uh, a seventh round rookie, mm. deep rookie, but I'm not buying into the fuller. I don't think he'll get a full year in and I'm not really curious to find out what kind of ceiling he's going to end up with if he does. Yeah, I hear you. And and just the nature of safety production in itself is like those guys come around so often during the season. Like mm-hmm. last year, no one thought Jalen Thompson was going to be a top 10 guy. No one mm-hmm. thought J. J. Ron Curse was going to be a top 10 guy. Yep. Right. And there were right. many, many, many others. So right. just just wait and grab a good one. I, I am a little bit interested because in, I almost listed these guys to start topic. And it was Justin Holland. And uh, Terrell Lewis, these guys have been around for a couple of years now, and somebody's got to play across from uh, who is the other outside Leonard Floyd, right? Mm, right. Somebody's got to play across. Now, there's only going to be some IDB production in a defensive line like this, anyways. When you're looking at guys like Gaines and Floyd and and Donald, which Floyd is actually an outside linebacker, but he's he's up there with the uh, front seven. So anyways, uh, Justin Collins and Terrell Lewis have had flashes. I believe it's been Justin Hollins has had the bigger flashes when he's gotten his opportunity. Uh, I think actually, if I remember right, the only reason I thought that they even traded for Von Miller last year was because I believe it was Justin Hollins went down because he had started out the season and he had some playing time. He did fairly well, held his own. Um, but either way, they, I believe he got hurt and then they went on to Von Miller. I, I like Justin Hollins. I'm not willing to call him a boom just for the fact of uh, how much production is going to be available just based on who else is on this roster. So, I mean, you're, you're still talking about Bobby Wagner standing back here. So, um, mm, yeah. I got a feeling that we're going to see him getting after and believe it or not, in some packages with Ernest Jones, where they, they get Bobby Wagner into that backfield after the quarterback. I think he, Bobby Wagner is going to have a fun year. Uh, he's not, he's not going to find himself working hard because his defense is pre-made right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's stepping into a great defense. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It, no maintenance, no learning curve, no nothing. Just make the calls and your guys know what to do. How much better could that be? Because that's got to be kind of a mess up there to deal with over the last few years in Seattle. (laughs) Right? You're not not kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I would think so. A little bit. Uh, Good stuff, man. Uh, Okay, so so we got Boom on Gaines. Um, 
you know, situation developing amongst the safeties, um, Daryl Taylor bust, Zach Allen bust, uh, Hafunga bust. Uh, we got, we're very pessimistic, me and Gary in general. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I would say realistic, not pessimistic. Yeah. No whammies, no whammies. The Individual Defensive Manager Consult Corner is proudly presented by our good friends over at idpguys.org where fantasy football managers can further their fantasy football knowledge into the depths of Dynasty, IDP, Superflex, and beyond. So now, and without further ado, here's Johnny the Greek and today's hot individual defensive manager, Consult Corner. Uh, Alrighty, so let's wrap things up with the IDP consult here, the individual defensive managers consult corner. It's got its own name now. So this week we're going to talk about the difference between a box and a deep safety or traditionally free and strong safety, if you will. Um, or let me reverse that strong safety would be closer to the line of scrimmage or in the box. Uh, and, um, uh, deep safety would be like the free safety. Uh, so that does still happen in the league, but a lot of leagues are going with the two high look where the two safeties both play deeper and kind of split the field in half. So that's another thing to look out for. But in general, what it, why do we want those box safeties? Why do we want those guys more? Um, you know, because that's something that was kind of a topic last year. So I figured let's touch on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward up in the box folks is where you get those combined tackles, you know, yep. that that's just the bread and butter base of all scoring formats. Even if it happens to be a big splash or something, it's still a base line to look at, uh, to start with off before you even start looking at snap counts is what kind of a, uh, combined tackle for a player has, that's indications to a lot of things that ha- for one probably means that they get a lot of playing time when we're all talking about snap counts. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. If the guy's been producing and he's got a hundred combined tackles, he spent a lot of time getting that. He didn't get that in some flash game. I think we mentioned before when we uh, did a console. Oh yeah. yeah. Fla- that, that's I, yeah. Flash in the pan is what I right. call it. If right. they, if they did something crazy, but they don't play enough, that's, that's like uh smoke and mirrors, right? It's right. not real. Right. It's right. not real. And that's the thing with combined tackles is, is they're going to happen every single game, no matter what you have to yeah. tackle the ball carrier to get off the field. Right. You, you, you right. don't have to get a sack. You don't have to get an interception. You don't need to cause a forced fumble. You do have to tackle the guy, right? So so you, tackles are your bread and butter. Yep. You break it down to get anything else. Nine times out of ten, you got to be near the ball. Well, where's right. the ball? Near the guy you got to tackle. That's to get a fumble, fumble recovery, or interception or anything. So, folks, you got to kind of – yeah, it does give you a gauge before you ever go any deeper into learning some uh, other things about playing IDP that – would be more into the next stage, but we're going to get there. So not saying that we aren't touching on it now because I kind of feel that's what where we've progressed. So hopefully everybody's getting something out of this whole thing, but back on the topic. Yeah. You definitely just want that up in the box type uh, safety. And that's nine times out of 10, just the, the strong safety. Um, there is, there are a lot of them. This does some switching back and forth and they'll do some rotation, but it, those guys usually weed themselves out and it's usually in favor of the guy that's up there with the linebacker. Right. So, so like when you heard us earlier talking about Xavier Woods was playing in the box and Jeremy Chim was playing deep, if that sticks into the season, that could mean a reversal in value that, that Woods would be worth more than Chin. As crazy as that would be, it would be true because it's a proximity thing. Mm-hmm. You need to be close to the ball carrier to make a play, and you're closer to the ball carrier in the box than you are standing 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage, you know, right. on the 50-yard line or right. something. Yep. And we're sitting here talking about logically just explaining it, but just statistically, just looking, we know what the data looks like for the last 10 years of the NFL and what they produce and and what the averages are on these positions. So it's just not off the cuff, folks. I mean, it's, we're trying to, 
we're trying to lay it out to you, but there's a lot more behind it. Uh, that's the advantage, and that's why we're here. And that's why I'm excited, and I love how everything's been going. I want to take this moment before we take off, and, and, and John does his thing. Uh, really appreciate all the support everybody's given us at the IDP Pro Players Pod. And please just keep liking, downloading everything, and uh, I'll be one happy camper, and I'll always be here with John to get this job done. Yeah, and uh, I agree with that completely. We're still trying to, you know, figure out our format and get everything nailed down. And yep. the, the the one thing I can tell everyone for sure is this thing's going to write itself in eight days. Oh, yeah, it's going to get a hot <laughs> dog. You're going to stop seeing bells and whistles and stuff. You're just, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're, we're about ready to get down to, to business, folks. So me, if, if you're expecting a lot of anything else other than AM radio during the season, I don't know. I don't know. You yeah, I don't know what to tell point. you. That, that's just, what that's what right. you need during the season is right. is it's it's just going to be us saying, "Hey, this guy got injured. This is his backup. These are your waiver yeah. wire moves. These guys are right. playing. These guys are not playing enough. Shit, can this guy go grab yep. this guy? That's what you need. If it's yep. not entertaining, sorry, but that's how you win your league. <laughs> right? Yeah, we. You, it's all about it's all about getting the W. So we get to it. Yep. So yes, thank you everyone for listening. Um, yeah, before everyone gets out of here, make sure that you go check out the new uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Discord to hit that up. We'll be back next week. Uh, God, I think a day before the season starts. So we'll just talk something. Yeah. I don't know. What, what are we talking next week? Let's see. <laughs> How about football? Football works for me. All right. We'll cover it. Sounds good. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week.